Hey, this is Akuya Jamfi, and you're listening to TBB Talks, a podcast where we from the British Blacklist bring you our conversations with creative black folk from the UK and across the globe. We'll be talking to up and comings, headline popping, and the legends from screen, stage, music, and literature. Basically, if they're creative, we'll be talking to them. And we hope to shed some insight into their lives, the work that they choose, who their inspirations are, how they stay motivated, and more importantly, how they keep sane being black in the arts and entertainment world. Hey, this is Akua Jumping from the British Blacklist. There's another episode of Out of 100. And today we're going to be talking about Little Marseille Martins. My friends in the studio with me are laughing and eating because <laughs> she knows that I'm going to come to her in a minute and ask her to introduce herself and she's been greedy. So I'll go to my other guest. And we're going to be talking about the film Little, as I just said. And joining me are two lovely friends. Introduce yourself, please. Um, my name's Stephanie. Yeah, go on. Yeah, my name... <laughs> To finish that uh, delicious biscuit real quick. My name is Sade from Everyday Friday. And Stephanie, you never said who you were. You said you're Stephanie. Like, there's uh, a million Stephanies in this world. Oh, I'm leaving a bit of mystery. Uh, yeah, I'm also from Everyday Friday. Yeah. yeah, I'm being ganged up on by two Everyday Friday people. Mm-hmm. What is actually, before we get into it, is quite shady, is that for Lent, I've given up sugar and crisps. And Crisps. Two people. What did you? Yeah, because Steph had no. biscuits, didn't you? No, no, no. no. She had no, mango. Had, had, had yeah, but that mango's got sugar on it. That's not like the real mango. Yeah, it's natural sugar. Yes. Those ones can I have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I was gearing up for. <laughs> How you not been? Yeah, good. We've been quite busy, but we're good. We're managing it. Nothing we can't handle. Can you tell yeah. everybody what Everyday Friday is about, please? Oh yeah. So it's a t-shirt and hoodie line. Would you say that, Steph? Yeah. Yeah, that basically has slogan t-shirts, our slogans wink at West African culture. So we've got things like Pau by Jalof, No Wahala, we also flang in a little Citizen Wakanda in there. You know, so... <laughs> I know where this is going now. I mean, <laughs> I got a um, Powered by Jalof hoodie because as a West African, as a Ghanaian specifically, mm-hmm. I've been powered by Ghanaian Jalof. Um, <laughs> I feel like there should be an extended line of specific jollofs, which ones you're powered by. <clears throat> yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. See, uh, what's the word? I want commission and <laughs> some sort of stakes in the game. Um, I've been waiting for a certain hoodie. I'm not going to expose you guys because... But you are. I'm not. I'm not going to expose you. I'm just, anyway, this is a nonsense talk. We're, just, we're here to talk about Little. Yes. The film Little, which we, um, I saw because I went to LA to see it. <laughs> It was just know, so bougie. Some people <laughs> get all the fun. I must shout out Vamp PR, Vamp UK. They are the best. They sent us to the LA, basically. Or they got us to go to LA to go and review the film. And it's a cute little offering for Marseille Martin. Those of you who know who Marseille is, she um, plays Diane in Blackish, the youngest of kids who are twins, her and her brother. And she's brilliant as Diane. And now she's become like the youngest exec producer in Hollywood at the age of 14, coming up 15 now. So she had this idea for this film, which kind of inspired by Big. She said that's her mum's favourite film when her mum was young. Little is just basically a take on that. It stars Regina Hall of Scream and what else? She's in Girls Trip and yeah. we love Regina Hall. Yes. Um, she plays Jordan Sanders, who's a tyrant in her business. She terrorises everyone, including her assistant April, who is played by Issa Rae of Insecure fame. And she's basically just horrible to everyone. She takes no nonsense. Because when she was younger, she was picked on. And, you know, as people do, they grow up and decide they're never going to be bullied again. So they'll become the bully. But in that, she bumps into a little girl who 
kind of curses her and says, I wish you would wake up little or something like that. Mm. Which she does. Yeah. And then she wakes up as Marseille Martin, who's the younger version of herself. And it's basically how she navigates the world as the younger version of herself and while trying to convince everybody to listen to her still. And it's kind of like a coming of age, a realisation of self type film. And yeah, that's it. You guys yeah. went to see it the other day, not in LA. <laughs> not in LA, not not like really. I did. It's just in sunny London. Yeah, sunny, <laughs> freezing, weird London. So what did you guys think of the film? I liked it. It was actually quite funny. The soundtrack was really good. Key moments I remember because of the music, so I really liked that. Agreed, actually. I really liked it. I thought it was great. It was like a feel-good film, not too serious, you know what I mean? Had a big laugh. We was in the tiniest cinema, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which cinema? We um, went to Cineworld in Leicester yeah. Square, but, but it was really Oh, the small room. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been in that tiny. room. I watched Get Out in that room. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was oh, cool. Okay. It, was, it made it more freaky. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have wanted to watch Get Out in that room. <laughs> I would have <laughs> wanted to get out of the seats more. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like 200 seats. No, mm. the one we was in was it was, it was that. I think it was like, like 30 40 or something. Yeah, it was tiny. But it was good in the sense that people were laughing. It felt like a nice atmosphere. Mm. That was nice. Yeah. It was more yeah. like a, it felt like a, more like a homey vibe because mm. of how small it was. So, so you like the film? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was cool, man. For what it is, it's cool. Okay, standout okay. moments of it. So it reminded me of a lot of films that I watched when I was growing up. Yeah. So like Freaky Friday. Um, big, as you mentioned. Recently saw Shazam, which has that kind of element yeah. as well. So that was like a nice feel-good factor and seeing it from a black female's point of view, that was really cool. Also, it reminded me a lot of Devil Wears Prado was talking about that yesterday. Yeah. The scene where she walks where she walks into the office and everyone's scrambling. Yeah, yeah that was very Devil Wears Prado. Even the music, I think at one point, was the same music that they had in that scene. Just having that familiarity was just nice. I think it's underrated how much that actually resonates and how much that means something. That was one of the biggest things for me because as films go, it's not like the strongest narrative and the strongest storyline. Mm-hmm. And we have seen it in various other iterations. But I, hands down, the fact that you've got three black... I keep saying black women. Obviously, Marseille's not a woman, but very mature. But just three black leads, female leads, because I've just spent years taking my child to the cinema and not having... It's really weird, actually, that you think on children's TV, it's quite diverse. You have lots of diverse presenters, but the shows are never very really multicultural. Mm. And, it's, and it translates on the big screen even more so that you don't get black kids' films. I mean, you've got Are We There Yet? Got Eddie Murphy. Okay. Um, I think he's got two, so you guys don't even like... I don't no, even know I these. I know Are We There Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Are We There Yet? We've got... Yeah, so Eddie Murphy's got that Goosebumps or House of Horror. He's got... He's got, um, Eddie Murphy's got like two kids' films. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got another one, like, he uh, had like a little girl and she was like dreaming. We can also stop acting like we don't have Google in the house. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Google, help us. The whole point is we have not many black films no. for kids. One of my dreams is to get a kids' fantasy for a black children's fantasy film because we've got so much folklore, we've got so much magical history that it's mm-hmm. weird that we haven't even had that. So that's what was important and significant. I didn't know whether to say this point or not. That I felt that. What's her character's name again, sorry? Whose? Jordan's. Jordan's Sanders. Hall, sorry. Yes, so when she was younger, when she turned into the 13-year-old, I just thought her character was over-sexualised. It just bugged me a little bit. The awkward moment between the teacher and her. Yeah, yeah that was a bit on the nose. And her. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It kind of kept on happening, so I'm just like, what is this? And I do think... There is this thing about young black girls being sexualised too early and all that kind of stuff, and I just, I just didn't... I know that's not what they're trying to do, but I just wondered 
like did they go a bit too much with that do you know what I mean because I don't think and I would have to check but I don't think you get that so much in the other films um, that are, are like that as well yeah there's I mean there was a moment in Big when he as a child he what's, what's Big about because I haven't watched it oh I haven't seen it. Steph I'm, I'm why are you so, so young <laughs> I mean it's a problem so Big yeah is um, basically, basically a young boy, he just wishes he was bigger, mm-hmm. and then he goes to the fairground and he plays this game and he wakes up as Tom Hanks, yeah. grown up boy yeah. version of him. And obviously, no one recognizes him, and he's like, he's a man who has to run away. He goes into ta- he really loves toys and stuff like that, so he gets a job, stumbles upon a job in a toy, in a toy shop, which is what was it called? Ah, oh, I need to have my facts with me. It's a famous toy shop in America, which I went to, and they have the um, piano on the floor. Yeah. I actually took a picture on that. It was amazing. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. Um, so, in Shazam, yeah. you know when he's in the, in the toy store, oh, he's throwing things, and, yeah. st- and he stops on yeah. the piano, that's from Big. I'm yeah. taking okay. that from there. So, yeah, yeah it's F.A.L. Short Swartz. I'm sure the shop's called. I think it's closed down now. Okay. But, um, yeah, so he just magically stumbles across that because this guy, CEO guy, sees him playing crazily with his best friend who's still a child mm-hmm. um, in the toy shop. He goes, yeah, we're going to hire you. You've got this kind of childlike sense, obviously, because he's a child. And just him navigating an adult space. And he does... I oh, know, so it's not the same thing because he, he's a man, isn't he? He's an adult. Yeah. So he has kind of relations with this woman he fancies. But then he's older, so yeah, it so doesn't matter. Shazam, so yeah, so even Shazam, when he's a man, he's, he, like, he, you know, he looks at the girl, he likes the girl. You don't have the kid sexually looking at an adult i thought it was a little much i don't know maybe i'm reading too much into it but i was just i'm very protective of young black girls and their sexuality and being over sexualized um just to get my facts it's actually reopening it shut it was shut and now it's back open and it was in new york on fifth avenue that's where the original fao schwartz um, shop is but apparently it's making its return back to new york so that's whatever i agree because that scene came up in the trailer and i remember they were criticizing it and i was like let me watch it before i start mm. going into that because also the scene where luke james who plays trevor um regina's boyfriend when she's an adult sorry mm. jordan's boyfriend when she's an adult yeah there's a scene where he's kind of doing overly oh yes yeah, yeah, yeah. they're gyrating and young marseille is there in that present, in some sexual... Yeah, but then she's hugging him. And yeah, that, you know what I mean? yeah. That was just like... I just thought it was a lot. They didn't need that. Yeah. I think they could have paired back on that and the way she was flirting with the teacher, who's... Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? Joseph, was it Justin Hartley from This Is Which Us? Steph was saying, when I was young, uh, younger, I used to watch uh, Smallville. He's on that show. His wife is on this um, reality TV show called um, Selling Sunset. Wait, hold on. He yeah. was in Smallville? Yeah, he was... Justin uh, Hartley? Yeah, yeah, he was the Green Arrow. Oh my God, yeah. shame. Yes, he was. Because <laughs> sure, I'm just stuck in him being in This Is Us now. So I've just got him as yeah. This Is Us character. That, that lengthy scene of her yeah. flirting with him and then I'm coming for... Yeah, I could have done without that. Because yeah. it just looks... And in this climate, I know we're trying not to be too sensitive to things and trying to bring things back to normal. Let's just calm down with the PC. Mm. But it's still a sensitive time to have young girls perving over young... Like, in that way, yeah, it's yeah, assumed yeah. a bit much. So yeah. I get that. Especially young black girls. Yeah. yeah definitely wasn't, wasn't their intention it was more for the laughs of it all but it was a bit too I think for me some of the editing of the film some of it could have been a bit neater so there were some scenes that could have been rethought re-delivered but that's yeah. just been really technical and I guess with the audience we watched it was really engaged really laughing and mm-hmm. really on with all the references and all that stuff it was an enthusiastic audience so yeah people were laughing and stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. People 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 laughing, yeah. Everyone acted well. I think there was yes. room, it's yeah. room to be dramatic. It was room to, like, yeah. I think Regina Hall said it's always, it's always refreshing to play a character that you could just, you know, 
get to be a little bit witchy and stuff to people mm. so that's oh always... my god like her lines were just mm-hmm. hilarious man seriously yeah. that was really fun she was just very and yeah. to the little boy that um the was it the neighbor oh, the neighbor's she pushed it. Ch- <laughs> just pushed it <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes you just want to see a child and do that like <laughs> When she said to Issa's April, when she said you don't have the edges to talk to me or something, it's just, I was just like, no way, she didn't say much. that. Mm-hmm. I feel like, because everyone's like saying she's executive producer, but what did she actually do? Because mm-hmm. people are kind of not doubting, but you know, you can say you're an executive producer, but what did you do? How hands on were you? And as a 14 year old child, yeah. how much were you allowed to have your idea yeah. executed and the thing be your vision? But I think it looks very much like a young person who hasn't yeah. made many films before have their ideas brought to life. Because I, I could see the technical bits that I would change, but then for a child, it's amazing effort. It was nice to see all that melanin. Issa looked flawless. Yeah, but I just didn't get flawless hair. Yeah, I didn't. I, I honestly like that is the only thing I think that's bothered me. Like, it some was some jerry like, curls or something. It was. Wasn't it a wig? Yeah, that wasn't her. Like, yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It, her, her natural hair. Yeah, I've seen her hair insecure. Better. It's so nice. Yeah. Like, why didn't you just leave it? Like, I didn't know it's supposed to go with her character's role. I think because she's a bit artsy, crafty. But I think sometimes as well, I guess there's. I'm watching Star Trek. Yeah. And Captain Burnham's wig, Sonequa is the actress. She used to be um, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. The wig is so annoying, it annoys me. And I think my hair just in the background screaming. Like, come on, you could do a better, because I know they want her to have a short kind of, it's just a weird kind of tinting quiff. And it's- I feel like when you do hair, like you look at hair on a screen. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, it yeah. so much. Yeah, like, 100%. So I just kept, on, when I saw um, Issa's hair, I just kept on thinking of, um, coming to America like have you seen that scene where like all of what is oh, there's one Jerry guy's Pell family, family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah then it's like they come off the couch and you can see <laughs> the drip. drip oh my god <laughs> I mean it wasn't that bad jeez no it was bad it, it was, was bad. bad even they were even trying to style it with like bands and stuff yeah, and I just, just know no. <laughs> what actually was more which was interesting to me which I kind of wish that as an adult Jordan had the bob that she had which was mm. a great bob I love mm-hmm. the colour However, then I wish that as a child, because she had the afro when she was young and yeah. they were trying to, and I love that they didn't make her straighten it and I love that her yeah. hair was so big and even though it was teased, put the pencils in it and the pens in it, but then she still maintained her afro hair, which is yeah. a great, massive statement for young mm-hmm. black girls, of course. But I wish as an adult, she kind of had an actual hair because yeah. it would have been a nice transition to show that you are retaining some of your youthfulness and, and being an adult doesn't signify having straight hair because that's the thing that we get we go through those landmarks as young girls i remember that it was like you had we had the curly perm and that was like yeah the cool you had a curly perm i had it cut in a bob so that at least it wasn't like just a round ball and then <laughs> when we got to like 16 it's like yes we're going to relax it so everyone just ran out to get the relaxer to have your hair straight and then then days it was like bonding instead of like weaves before weaves became mm. a big thing so it's all that kind of process, but the right of passage is having your natural hair, getting as far away from that as possible, and getting your hair curly permed and then relaxed, and then putting on the weave. You know, the steps of adulthood. Yeah. Thinking about it, it's true to her character though, because she's in that age group, isn't she? Her character's 38. Yeah. So she would have gone through that. Process. But then I like the yeah. idea of, because she did so much as a child and overcoming yeah. all those stuff so I've seen her have some she sort didn't of... change that that yeah. much yeah I know but that was, that was me my wishful thinking just because it's the imagery and the messaging and it is another yeah. thing because we don't have black kids films or teenage films yeah. a lot of natural hair references are not <laughs> there they're invisible yeah. and also because I remember when Marseille was on Blackish because Blackish I love mm. but I also find Blackish has some um, I don't know if it's changed I'm a bit behind but there was a moment where 
I felt like they had a little bit shadiest and a little bit, oh, what's her name? What's her name? What's the older sister's name? Oh, um, Zoe. Zoe. And what's her, what's the actress? Yohara. Oh, Yara Shahidi. Yara Shahidi, that's it. So her hair is allowed to be natural and because obviously she's got different textured hair. But then there was a while, a long while that Diane's hair was always like locked up away and then she, they kind of put pieces on it or extensions on it. But now they've let her have kind of her hair just stay natural. I don't know if mm. there was a conversation had. But I was starting to watch like, okay, why is Marseille's hair always done up, done up? But Zoe's hair is always allowed to be flowing because she's got that hair type. So I just, I'm, I'm on that because obviously I've got a daughter. So it just... Yeah. The visual imagery is important. Um, yeah. Grolish yeah. is good too. I haven't, I haven't caught she up. She always has different hairstyles. It's actually pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, she and she has different versions of natural, like mm-hmm. Issa on Insecure. Yeah. There's okay. a lot of like playing with her hair, but she's yeah. got the she's got the acceptable textured hair as well, and she's got beautiful hair. Tell me something because I don't watch. I've only watched one season of Insecure. Okay. Okay. So, no judge me, but I've only watched one no season. No judgment. But like, I did watch uh, Awkward Black Girl, and oh, her character yeah. seems a lot like. The awkward yeah. black girl character, like it's, it's an evolution. It is that. It's okay, a, it's cool. a insecure. It is mm-hmm. awkward black girl. No, but I mean in this film. In no, oh, I think. This, mm, I no. think in general, Issa's got a strong way about her. Yeah. So I think as an actress, she's still quite Issa-y in okay, things. Yeah, because yeah, so, I just feel like it, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what I was just getting. I was just thinking, I don't know how much outside her range this is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She seemed like really super comfortable. And if I was coding in on Katigan, I just didn't think that she pushed herself really. It I think really, it would seem really easy for her. I think she had to play quirky black girl and yeah. she's likeable. She's Issa and I think it was an easy, we're just going to get this role out the gate i don't think she had to really think about it i'm assuming i i liked her in this role i think this was very suited to her because depending on where she goes as an actress because i think um in other conversations we've spoken about actor is an actor someone who you forget who they are and they become the character or is an actor someone who brings himself brings himself to the role but the role makes sense for who they are Mm. and i think that's uh, it's two different types of actor isn't it and then what do you rate more it, I think it depends because if you put someone who can only be themselves or something a version of themselves in a role that needs you to forget then it doesn't work and that's down to casting and director as well so you need to know who you're casting you need to know who you're working with yeah because some people can but you, you're alright with that but I wouldn't be being. able to believe them no matter what their role is that's, that's some people I, I think that's it what works. I want personally yeah but like, I don't want to see too much with that because otherwise yeah it's just like I've seen that before but someone like Ricky Gervais mm-hmm. I find like he's someone who's he's just Ricky and everything I haven't yes. seen him be anyone else but yeah. a version of Ricky I agree however he works in the shows that he does I think yeah. the latest one um, is it, is it After it? Life or After Death after, on Netflix After Life so watching yeah. that I was like, oh, it's Ricky again. But I think it's maybe because everyone was hyping it, saying it's so great, mm-hmm. it's so good. So I was looking for, yeah, it's okay. But I felt like that was Ricky being Ricky again in another setting. So I don't know if I was bored of that. But up until that point, I've enjoyed him in all his um, Ricky roles in different... Yeah. It's Afterlife, right? Uh, sorry, yeah. I think <laughs> I'm still looking. You know what I mean? And someone um, thinks someone's looking and then it's, it just I was thinking on. about what you're saying, actually. Because yeah, no, Samuel L. Jackson, you're going to watch a Samuel L. Jackson film. It's not mm-hmm. often that he isn't Samuel L. Jackson in a... Apart from one or two characters where he... I think you really got to love them to be tolerant of it. So I think Samuel L. Jackson is probably my exception to that... One of my exceptions to that. Yeah, one. that's what I'm saying. So some people you can... Like, yeah, because I could watch him in anything. I really could. Mm. And I know that, you know, I might hear that line. I'm fine. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, actually, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, but I get bored of Ricky sometimes as well. 
But that's the thing. But I do like, I do enjoy him, but I know what I'm gonna get. Yeah. And it's just too obvious. Issa's literally, it's just early yeah, in her it's career. Afterlife. Yeah, yeah, afterlife. Issa's early in her career. This isn't one to say, well, it's the Oscar winning role or the Oscar nomination yeah. goes to. And I think she's got more to come, so it depends on what role she gets cast in for the future, I suppose, to yeah. see whether. And actually, what kind of actress she is, anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, everything has been quite quirky comedy. Type yeah, thing, exactly. Um, Marseille's got a long future ahead of her. I'd like her to be like a little cheap t- uh, teen movie star. I wouldn't mind seeing her in a few things. Yeah. And yes. is, that, is that her first movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's actually she really good. Well. And she did the story herself. No, it's actually pretty cool. No, it's, yeah. I know I wasn't thinking about that at 14. No. <laughs> I think I. I don't know if I've talked about making, but I was definitely. I know I was writing out scripts. From films, I wrote yeah, I wrote out um, the Lost Boys. Lost Boys used to be one of my favorite films, yeah. and I wrote the whole script out for no reason whatsoever. But what, it, do you, what do you mean from a video or something? From video, stop, pause, play, <laughs> write. That's pre-internet. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't pre-internet. That was last week because when I was fourteen, last week that was last week actually. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, okay. but the thing is, it's really yeah. interesting what you do when you're young, because yeah, I never yeah. knew, but I just used to learn films off by heart, and I wrote out the whole script. If not I really knowing. liked a movie, there would be specific scenes I would know the words back to back, Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't remember the whole movie, no. I could, do the, I could do the whole house party, I could do the whole Lost Boys, I could do millions of, um, millions, loads of Cosby Show and Fresh Prince and Different World, definitely word for word. Wow. wow. I could potentially do Hairspray, the original, word for word. Films I know word for words are not those films. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know word for um, Devil, Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, Devil Wears Prada. Could do that. I'll watch a lot. Probably um, Fifth Element. What's the Romeo and Juliet one? Oh, yeah. Uh, Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Juliet that oh, is that yeah. what's called? <laughs> I don't know if I could do it off by heart, but yeah. I, I remember I loving, loving that. Yeah. Liar, liar. Oh, yeah, yeah, Lila. I don't know about Off by Heart, but I know it. Yeah. Big, I could probably could do Big, but I'm talking about sitting here with my friends, like especially with my girls that know it. Yeah. We could definitely do House Party. Could defi- I could definitely do Lost Boys on well, my own. Well, to be own. fair, I didn't watch House Party to the other day, so... Yeah, I have I never watched House yeah, Party. Yeah, Stephanie, you're excused. <laughs> Other people are not excused. That should be in every black person's like... Please no, no I'm, I'm only 21. So, um, I'm no, just, just yeah, I'm, I'm only 27. <laughs> Seven-ish. I made my... This is my new rule, is making my um, family... I, I forced the kids in my family to watch things. I forced them to watch House Party the other day. Really? I forced them to watch ATL. Did they actually watch it? They kind of did. Then they, they were trying to go on, on, on to your mum, but then I was like... But then they were kind of like, oh, what happens next? Okay. So I'm trying to get them in all the black classic films, so at least they can say they've seen them. I think it's a dying trend. We need to educate the youth. But our history in Maybe film... Maybe put a list together of, like, the classics. Your rated classics. Do that. Okay. Yeah. Do and you... then what? <laughs> and I have a watch, watch party. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> we just decided this live on <laughs> live on air on pretend air <laughs> on podcast podcast air. <laughs> so yeah, so that was it. So we went totally off tangent. Bring it back to little. So we liked it. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Yeah. A, I mean, who, who can fault a young girl coming up with an idea and making it in Hollywood? I mean, yeah. really, there's not much negativity I've got for that. Good film. This is the important part. What are yes. we giving it out of 100? Cool. And you've got to do the maths. Where's the maths person? I'm going to do the maths cool. on my laptop. Um, I'm going to give it an 80. Cause consider- wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Considering on. her age and stuff, it was really good. I laughed throughout. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like just sitting there thinking, mm, this is kind of funny, but I don't really find it funny. It was a good comedy. 
and I don't really have much other than my main thing, Issa's hair, honestly. It was distracting. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was distracting for me. Yeah, yeah, 80, I think. Okay, I'm going to give it 60 because I do think it was a good film, but I do think that as films of that genre go, I, th I think it's not as strong as some of them out there. But obviously, I think they've done an amazing job. It's lovely to see black women being the lead characters in these types of films, and I think there's definitely room for more, but definitely a good effort. We've totally overlooked the people behind the scenes. Um, writer and director is Tina Gordon, who, who wrote Drumline, ATL, some real What Men Want, I think, some real classic black films. Just wanted to mention, <laughs> to be honest. And um, Will Packer, who, who Will Packer Productions produced this. And again, Will Packer's got a legacy of black films from Night School Girls Trip, Ride Along, What Men, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2, Stomp the Yard, Almost Christmas, Takers, About Last Basically, Night, he does all the Wedding films. Ringer. He's done all the black films, man. <laughs> it's like, Will Packer's the one. Okay. I feel I've got an idea, I've got to go and talk to him. So I think. Yeah, this is a great, this is nice. This is nice for Black Hollywood, man, and just Black filmmakers. I like this collective outreaching. So, yeah, um, so for me, for its blackity blackness, for its empowering of little black girls, <laughs> for having free black women in a film for teenagers, which I haven't seen before, I would say 75. 75. So, that was my drum roll. Can you join me in a drum roll, please, Stephanie? <laughs> 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 okay, so 71. Let's round out 71.7. Let's round it up. Okay, yay! So, exactly. Well done, little. Well done, little. 71.7%. That was out of 100 with my lovely friends. I would say guests because, like, you lot came to be my guests. But yeah, my guests and friends. <laughs> we can be both. Sade and Stephanie from Thank Everyday you. Friday. Thanks for having us. Okay. <laughs>